0: Hi, I'm Avalon Starlight, and you are listening to the Rebel Unicorns Podcast. This season, we are diving deep into what being an empath in business actually looks like. Listen each week as I share tips and tricks to master your empath energy, as well as sharing incredible guests who have created successful businesses by claiming their empath title. Are you ready? Let's get our Rebel on. Oh my gosh, Rebel Unicorns, you are in for a super spectacular treat today. This human that I'm sharing with you has completely changed my life through her magic, through her gifts, her capacity to merge the spiritual and the scientific in a way that allows you to tap into really what your soul incarnated into this earth body to experience, to have, to be, to do, to live, to just really be in your fullest, highest, you know, state of being. And so today I have Dr. Angela King on the podcast. And I I honestly have had a preempt of every conversation that I was going to have. I knew somewhat where we were going to go in this conversation, except today's. So I'm excited to know where we're going to go in this conversation. But please welcome Dr. Angela Martin King to the podcast today. Hey. Oh, thank you so much for having
1: me. But um, yeah, I too. Like, what are we going to talk about? I love that when when um, you and I get together. Wow. The conversation is out of this world. It is cosmic. It is magical. It's the Akasha. It's soul. It's It's deep and it's high at the same time. So... Yeah. Yeah. Let's have some fun.
0: Shadow work and it's integration and it's embodiment and it's healing. And it's like this gambit of, of, you know, the upper echelon, but also the grounded experience of it all.
1: Absolutely. And both of those are so important, right? To be connected to like the higher energies of light beings and education and wisdom that we don't have here on earth that we're trying to embody. And also the, you know, the dark, fertile place of ancestors and our past and, you know, the earth magic. And that's, that's, I think that's a secret that most people don't realize is how powerful they are when you can connect them together.
0: Well, and in a way, you embody both simultaneously because you do access the Akasha and you do have these soul Genesis readings, which is how I, you know, you and I became, you know, in each other's cosmic fields. Um, mm-hmm. But you also are an animal communicator and you support Mama Gaia and, and, you know, what she's here to offer us. And I think that that's a pretty profound balance that you hold. It is. And I sometimes, Look at it as, you
1: know, is that, is that the, you know, maybe not the same, but like another reflection of this balance between like the things like science and spirituality, divine feminine, divine masculine, like the the polarities and how when we pull them together, uh, they don't form a grayness, but they form like an inter, an intermixed, deeper fabric, I guess you could say. Uh, and and they validate each other and at the same time they support each other and both are true at the same time
0: they are they're like two sides of the same coin always existing simultaneously, hmm. above and below right above inside and below. outside
1: <laughs> inside and outside right like all ah, the polarities and the it's like the interdimensional matrix
0: <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> so question i always like to start with what rebel unicorn house are you in i am in the cosmic house big surprise <laughs> i know right i know yeah. they of the, the sky <laughs> i've had like most of my guests tend to be cosmic is the most the most um it's like in every like a generator in in human design that's the most common so is cosmic right and because ah. it's the and- mm, Tell me more about it. Cause like, that was like,
1: I love the, the, uh, the idea and I don't know, this is, I don't know what cosmic is really about. I just know it's my house. Tell me more about me. Oh,
0: well, this is a turn to the tables, isn't it? Well, the cosmos- hey, your magic is so valid. <laughs> Tell me about cosmic girl me. <laughs> well, being a cosmic rebel unicorn is so profoundly impactful because the, activations that we do is like going around and stimulating each individual human one at a time so that they become the spark of their creation so that they can go and activate what in whatever form or way that they're here to do right so when we think about the collective or we think about act, like you know being an activist or being in the front line or in these rules of leadership impacting companies impacting this we, can, we don't have to feel like we aren't doing our part right? Because that's what a catalyst unicorn does. Or if you are trying to change things at the basis of the foundations, whether it's through children or whether it's through um, legacies, like changing the school system, think that's ancestral, right? But with a cosmic, we are so attuned to the frequency of each person. And if we can just get in to that human and do the work with each human, then we're, that's part of our ripple. Oh, see, that's totally me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally, totally me. Like part of my mission is to just, and it's so funny because my company's called Soul Fire, right? It literally is to give you that tiny little light to to just spark and just ignite that inner fire in you so that you can do your work, so that you can go on your mission, so that you can heal whatever you need to heal in your soul, in your mind, in your body, and do your piece of the mission. So that totally totally aligns with everything I do. Oh my God. See, it's so funny. We love these personality things. I know. I know. Um, (laughs) When, when I first saw it, I was like, this girl knows what she's doing because she's asking us to discover more about ourselves. That's part of our soul mission too, is to know who you chose to be. Yes. Which is why I do soul Genesis because soul Genesis is about Who you choose to be as a soul, what contracts do you have, Um, what mission are you on, what's part of your destiny, hey, what's the core wound and stuff that you chose to take on and, you know, learn from and heal in this life. Um, And so many of us are enthralled with, I I know you probably are too, human design, right? It's the same type of concept, which is who are you as a human this time. How's that encoded into your body? How do you use it? What trips you up? Um, you know, what kind of uh, what kind of wisdom and knowledge do you need to do to make a decision? And I think that humans are on a quest of figuring out who they are. <laughs> the funniest thing is, this first the first step is just to be who you are and figure it out along the way.
0: Well, and I mean, it's interesting because we haven't talked about the history. Like you, your story is the story of. Um... In a way, medicine, right? That's where the doctor Martin King comes from. Is that you? You came up through the the land of science, yep. and then I'm curious. In the process of being in the land of science, where in your chiropractic journey did you realize that you were an empath?
1: Oh well, you know, I have the story that a lot of people have, which was I was I always knew I was an empath. I always knew I was an animal communicator as a child. I grew up on a farm where I had no friends except animals and my sisters. And so I thought growing up that everybody could do that stuff. I thought it was real, right? I didn't know that other kids couldn't like communicate with their dogs and like, hey, dog, go over here and do this. And this is what this I, I thought that was I thought that was everyday life. And then I grew up and I was exposed to other kids. And as a teenager, and I went, as a teenager, I was obsessed with the celestials and like reading the celestine prophecy and like I could astral project and then at some point I don't even know when it was I shut it down and I took the science route because for some reason I believed that science you had to choose one or the other and I didn't choose the spiritual path probably because it was connected to religion in my mind at that point. So I chose the science path because science has always intrigued me too. Like as a little kid, I wanted to be a paleontologist because I liked the way that bones fit together. And so i become a chiropractor because I'm in, thralled about how the body functions right so you, you like I love breaking things down and you know in my mind imagining how all the tissues move together and the bones move in this pattern and being able to put that animal or human because I do animal chiropractic as well and put them back together and make them work better and then so I go into the world to become this chiropractor not realizing I'd been an, been an empath all along and i had been suffering with what was called multiple sclerosis. That was the diagnosis, you know, and I, like any other powerful woman, went out into the world and decided I would be a chiropractor and not tell the school that, you know, I had multiple sclerosis. And so I went out proving myself. And four years into being a professional chiropractor, I went through a massive injury, which resulted in massive emotional burnout and and empathic burnout. And that's when my spiritual abilities opened again when i needed to heal myself because the injury was so bad that i knew logically that it was unhealable it was my arm was hanging at my side my nerves in, that controlled my right arm and of course i'm right-handed right were completely crushed my my neck they wanted to do uh you know emergency surgery on i said no because i knew the outcome of emergency surgery on your your spinal cord and your neck is not always that good Uh, And so I had to go through the dark night as the soul, which was the moment when I realized I wasn't who I was, right? My identity was shattered in a moment. You know, we laugh, Dr. Angela, but in that moment, that's who I thought I was. I had worked all my life to get two letters in front of my name. And now those two letters didn't make any sense. And so it was my dark night of the soul. It was terrible. Um, And one of my colleagues reached out and, and she said, this is going to be really weird, Angela, really weird, but I'm doing this program called Soul Genesis and I need to do a case report on somebody and you really need some help. And I don't know if you like spiritual stuff, but are you willing to do it? And so she opened my Akashic record. She told me who I was and the world opened up again and the magic started to flow. And I started to realize and embody these gifts that I used to have and in a way that nobody was training me to the only thing I could do is trust that they were okay and uh, that was the beginning of spiritual merging with the scientific me again and you know it's a wonderful thing to understand exactly how the science works and how it flows into the spiritual and uh, that's what makes what I do so different from others and I love that part.
0: How long ago was that experience?
1: So it was. Oh, let's see. It was seven years ago. Seven, coming on seven years, and uh, wow, I can't believe it's been that long. But yeah, it's been seven years, and through for, for those last year, like these last seven years, I have been on massively fun, scary, transformative amazing journey with myself and then with others too well
0: and I mean I think this is a significant story because they're in the the last episode that I recorded as well she also went through a dark night of soul she was a teacher and now she does ascension work she's the marconics mm. practitioner which I got to talk about with you which we both are super excited about um, absolutely I know right like oh um, but I'm just curious like You were known as being a woman who is a doctor of chiropractic. And now all of a sudden you come out of this dark night of the soul, a super spiritual activating, like superhuman. Mm -hmm. How did that affect your relationships? Like with your husband, with your like people in your life? Like what (sighs) happened? What happened? That's a good one. Um, I
1: have an awesome husband. Uh, He doesn't do this type of spiritual work out loud. I'll tell you that. (laughs) But he's there in the background witnessing it. And he knows his his wife is weird and wonderful. And he knew it from the beginning. So I'm glad he came on board. Uh, The rest of my family, they still don't get it. I have a twin sister, by the way, that does a lot of the same work as me. She gets it. We have fun. But she's my twin, man. Like, of course, she's coming along on the ride with me. She does a lot of this work too. But the rest of them, I love them. They don't get it. And that's okay. Um, The funny thing is what they do get is the animal stuff. Because our family is, like, we have generational gifts in animal communication. This is not something that I own and that I created or I opened up and pulled down from the ethers. This is something that's in my genetics and my blood. That was the magic. That's why I was able to tap into it first was because it was something that I already knew and that I'd always known. Um, But they all do it secretly. You know, my, one of my sisters is a horse trainer and a coach. My father was a horse trainer and a coach. His, his father was like a horse trainer and a coach. And before (laughs) that, (laughs) way back before that in England, that's what they did. Apparently I found out that five generations back, um, one of my father, like my great grandfathers was like, he was the guy that made saddles. Okay, he, he, for not just for regular people, but for the royalty, like he made equipment for the horses. That's what he did. And of course he probably was a horse trainer because everybody trained their own horses then. So the animal stuff goes back and that's, that's ancestral. That's generational. That's, that's soul-based magic. In it, and it comes all the way through. So that opened up first for me, um, that my family could totally understand the rest of it. I, I, I don't, I don't know what
0: they think of me. Um, do you ever? Do, these are just questions that come up for me. Like, I never know what I'm gonna. I love it. These are great questions. I said, questions. I had no idea where we were gonna go, but these, this is like that. Like, you know, do they even ask? And when you do try to explain what you do, Angela, what do you say? Oh, gosh, I think that's the craziest question. Um, I'm after, like, I've
1: been an entrepreneur for like 20, I think it's 24 years, right? I still don't know what to say. Like <laughs> all these people out there, like you think that you're going to get it right and then it's going to change. So sometimes I just say, hey, I do magic. Want to know how? Uh, but Because <laughs> like, I can't explain what I do. What do I officially do? Um, I'm a mind, body, soul coach. I've got a ton of certifications. We could talk about all of the certifications everywhere, um, but it's not about the certifications. Avalon, you know this. It's about how you use the things that you've learned to make it your thing. So I do what some people like to think of as coaching for the soul, whether it's about your business, whether it's about you, whether whether it's about the shadow aspects of you that you need to um, transform, forgive, use properly. Uh, I help people in all aspects of their lives, but it's on a higher vibrational than what most people could understand. Um, And it doesn't matter. They can come. At that other level they the, while they're working on their mind and their body, not realizing that we're activating soul stuff too.
0: Well, and I think that one of the most fascinating things that I discovered was that you actually help people heal allergies.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. I actually help animals too <laughs> because they have allergies too. But yeah, one of the key things about learning how to heal an allergy is about why it was developed in the first place. What was happening in your life that was going on that you're, it really comes down to your body, not being able to process an experience or your unconscious or subconscious mind, not being able to process experience and what did the body decide it would attack that's related to the experience. And so, yeah, I've healed my gluten sensitivity. I've healed my, Milk sensitivity, I've healed my, you know, all of these background things. I've healed what they called MS, which was really, just so you guys know, it was spiritual burnout. It was empath burnout um, and combined with physical and emotional, like, overwhelm that was the place of holding healing in my practice for humans and not being trained properly as an empath to be able to do
0: it on all levels. Okay, you're oh. gonna have to go into that a little bit more deep in detail. Yeah. Okay, okay cool. let me get a little closer here. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Real
1: magic. Real magic. Okay. So can I do a little teaching segment mm. for you guys? Okay. So most of us know that we have an unconscious mind and a conscious mind, right? Your conscious mind is everything that you think with. It's the 10% of you that we think is in charge. And it's the one that writes all the lists. It's also the one that annoys the crap out of you when you're trying to go to sleep at night. That won't let you sleep because it's remembering all of the things and analyzing all the things. It's the judgmental blah, blah, blah. It does all the stuff in your head. The other part of you is your unconscious mind or your subconscious also called it's 90% of who you are it's where all your emotions are stored it's where all your memories are stored it's where your body remembers everything that has ever happened and your unconscious mind is the storehouse of all of that and it's 90% of who you are and so that 90% of who you are is actually the one in charge it's the one that like takes you out it's the one that holds limiting beliefs it's the one that holds you back it's also the one that heals you okay So if this unconscious mind of you controls your emotions and and your body and how everything physically reacts, and then it's in conflict with your thoughts, which is your thinking conscious mind, well, if they're not aligned up together and on the right path together, we have chaos, destruction, and disease. And so the first step in, in a human healing, what's going on in their life, is to get that all aligned and work on what doesn't work right? All of the stuff that's no longer true for you in your mind, your mental state, in your emotional state, in your physical state. And then we get to tap into the spiritual state because that spiritual state, if you're bringing in spiritual learnings, but your mental, emotional, and physical body are full of guck, your channel's not clear. And you're interpreting everything that's happening to you on a spiritual level with a dark, gucky lens, And so it was when I started this journey, I started on the body state, right? That's what a chiropractor does. What I didn't know is that when I was doing healing work, and that's healing work when you're a chiropractor, when I was doing healing work with my clients, my mental and emotional state were full of guck. My guck, then I took on their guck, you know, like an empath sponge that thinks my job is to save people. Um, And I got totally contaminated and there was only so much my body could take. And that's what happened. My body broke down and it said, hey, girl, you need to help yourself before you continue exposing your wounds to all the people that you're helping.
0: So for those who are listening, who are empaths, because the idea here is that we want to awaken people who may or may not be empaths to have understanding about, you know, what, what is happening in their beings and their bodies and their minds and their souls. Um, you didn't know that that was happening at the time, though, right? Absolutely not. I thought
1: I was sick. I thought I was diseased. Um, and
0: I, cause you didn't, you hadn't quite, you hadn't know well you were an empath is what I'm like. You, you didn't know that you were, you, this is before the awakening.
1: Yes. This is what brought the awakening on. Some people have really dark nights of the soul to wake them up. Mine was really dark. I, I physically like lost part of my body in order to do it. Um, and it was my soul coming through saying, Hey lady, you need to learn some, tools and techniques if you want to do this mission because you're so exposed I'm so exposed and yes the work that I was doing was powerful um but it was killing me
0: well and I did it like think about empath overload, like most people come in contact with a few people in a day and would transmit and, and pull in maybe a couple people's energy in a day. How many clients did you see each day repetitively for years? Right. And, and,
1: and we have to remember too, they were in my house. My clinic was in my house.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. So
1: they exposed me. They exposed my dogs. I mean, they exposed the framework of my house. Um, loving, amazing, wonderful people, but they also knew they had they had an empathic, loving person that would listen. So it wasn't just what was in their bodies, it was what they said, it was the stories they told. It was me being the gentle, loving, compassionate person that I am thinking that it was my job to take on their stuff. And and it it was definitely my job to witness their experience and to help them along the journey, but it was definitely not mine to hold. And I had not learned. No one had taught me. And that's what the next two years of my life was about, was learning how to do that on on a mind and body and soul level. And I took all of the trainings. I think I probably had five or six teachers in the next two years and trainers that I worked with. Um, and it was a very tough transition, but oh my goodness,
0: was it worth it? So when you were saying like you were like getting trained and stuff, was that in how to work with energy, how to clear it, how to protect it, how to read it, how to like, what, what were you stepping up? Ab- Absolutely. First step
1: was I had to, I had to do the science thing. Right. I'm a scientist. I had to choose a science way of tapping into it, right? So I did the I did the Akashic stuff, right? Which was so woo-woo. And my girlfriend, when she called, she said, It's airy fairy magic. You'll love it. And I
0: was like, You don't know me very well, do you? <laughs> Wrong I Ange. Know, I don't know this version of you. So I think it's funny. <laughs> right. Here, here. Here,
1: let's do this. For those watching, this is science, Ange. <laughs> <laughs> and puts on glasses. Science, Ange is all nerd, right? So it's all about the neuroscience of communication. That's where I started. I got to take the glasses off. I can't see. The neuroscience of communication, which is about how the mind and the body communicate with each other, right? So all of our senses, right first step is learning about how the human does it, right How do we how do we take in information how do we communicate? Um, how do we clear out the filters inside of us that is really the reason why we don't understand each other mm-hmm. like, like one a science bit two million bits of information come into your life inside your brain every second of your life with whatever experience you're going through. but somehow your brain can't hold all of that. so it deletes, distorts, generalizes. It down to a smaller bit, then it runs it through filters in your head. And if your filters are tarnished, your filters are your values, your beliefs, your experiences, the thoughts in your head, what your mom told you you were when you were four, like all of those. And if your filters are not clean and clear and loving and compassionate to you in the world, then the message gets tainted and it takes all of those 2 million bits and changes it to 134 Per second. Like, this is why we don't understand the message that somebody else might like. We could be sitting beside each other, experiencing the exact same thing, and we get two different perceptions. So, it was about how do I change the filters inside my head so that I can not believe dark things about my life, you know, change what I want in my life. And when I did that, then it was about learning how to boundary. And protect myself on the mental and emotional and physical plane. And only when I mastered that did it really make sense to do it on the spiritual plane. So I take what a lot of coaches do in the neuroscience, mental, emotional realm. And I shift it into the spiritual realm. Because the spiritual realm is even, like, it's transmutational. You can change things in an instant there. In the mind-body or the the mental type of realm, it takes longer. Right? If you're doing traditional ways of changing, it could take years. If you're doing it the way that I did it with neuroscience, it could take weeks. If you do it with the spirituality, it could take seconds,
0: minutes. So to give an example of that, like, so for instance, I'm going to use my soul genesis reading with you, yeah. um, right? Where you were like, okay, we're going to, and I always use this one because it's, it's an easy thing for, for people to understand is that I was born Tamara. Mm-hmm. My, my name used to be Tamara Arnold, which was my married name. And I was gifted and given the name Avalon Starlight by Spirit. And when you went into my Akasha and you were looking at my soul, you're like, you are the, both of these and we need to merge them. I need to sew this back together. Right. And that was an instant result an instant moment an instant clarifying like oh you were here and here and now you're here done <laughs> right like it's like yeah <laughs> exactly I know it, and that and everybody thinks that it's magic right
1: and it's it is and it's not where we were was the quantum field yes okay so the mind body and um, like mental emotional and physical field when you merge them become together and work on them based in in that's the quantum field, but we were merging the quantum field with the Akashic field. Okay. So when you take the quantum field, this is where, you know, NLP, by the way, that's the neuro linguistics. That's the neuroscience stuff that I know. Um, You take that, that's the healing field. That's the healing. We don't like, we're like, oh, metaphysical healers, right? That's the, that's the quantum field. And a lot of people do quantum work, but I was pulling in the Akashic field and the quantum field and merging them together, which is, which was you as you've always been in this human life, and then you, this higher part of you that has been trying to be in your body and that was trying to lead you, and both of them are valid, right? They're both valid. So it's like all of how do we take everything that we've ever learned and say how do we make them work together? So they both they both are valid, but they work together, right? So um, that's so it, even though we. We think that there's a human, you know, there's a human design, right? We're a human design. And then there's the soul genesis, which is the soul design. They're both intermixed and overlapped on each other. And both of them are true.
0: Right? Totally, And because we've started talking about soul genesis and I know because I've shared your magic and your work with so many people and they are leaning in to know their soul genesis as well. And I'm hoping that if we bring a little bit more conversation in here, that more people will lean into learning um, about you and what you are able to bring to light in people. So give a little like synopsis if you can about what is in a soul genesis reading. What is it that, Allows you to tap into all of this information. Okay. Oh, I love this.
1: So, if if you don't know, because I know Avalon, you know, and some of your people will know, the Akashic field is the field that has all of the wisdom and knowledge of the universe. We talked about the unconscious mind, right? And I said the unconscious mind remembers everything. Well, the Akashic field is the unconscious mind of the universe. Okay, so it has all the memories, all of the beliefs, all of the experiences, all your past lives, all the things that you think are future lives, but are now lives, all the other types of timelines you can imagine. We tap, Soul Genesis taps into the Akashic field. You might know it as the Akashic library, right? We tap into that to discover who your soul is. So it's like the blueprint of your soul. What is it that you need to know about who you are that will help you live your life here today as a human? So the first step is finding out who you are. It's like, where did you come from? Where was your soul born? Why were you born there? And what does it have to do with your life's purpose, right? What does it have to do with you now? Then we tap into uh, some deeper conditionings on you, which we, you know, some of it is, you know, what is the pattern that your soul likes to play out when it counters stress? So for me, mine's struggle. <laughs> My soul likes to make it as hard as it possibly can be. I don't know why, but that's part of its pattern. And then we, we, we ask things like, what is the core wound? What is the hurt? What is the pain that your soul is always going to experience? And why did it contract this? Why is this what who you are. Uh, And then we look at where your gifts are. What are your gifts and talents? We look at uh, what training you've had on the other side. And then we ask, how does this pertain to you today? Because soul genesis and and the Akashic soul work that I do is not about you you learning who you are as a soul. That's cool and all that. It's about how it's useful to you, right? How is it gonna change your life? It's about embodying your soul and inviting it in. And so we learn all these things about who you are, why you're here. And then, of course, we do the most wonderful thing and we start making patches and cleanups on, on what isn't okay, right? The damage and distortion that you've experienced in other lives and other realms. any, any I, I don't want to call it darkness because darkness isn't bad, but like residues, you know, old stuff that's stuck on you, old contracts and cords and stuff that needs to be ended. And it's not ending on a spiritual level. The difference is it's ending on a soul level spiritual level is you as like whatever part of your soul's in you this is on your entire soul it's very different than cord cutting ceremonies and other work that you may have experienced and we clean that up and once we've done all that you get to experience who you are as a soul and we can do more work by the way the work you can do with the akashic field is about as limitless as the ideas that you have so sometimes i'm Say to clients like, "Hey, if you don't know what you need, just you know, we can sit down and we can ask the Akasha. What what's the what's next for you? You know, can it filter some ideas, or we can take you on a trip there? So
0: I, it's I don't know. I don't well, know and I think answer that's that. the, <laughs> yeah, but I think it is like so. Like here's the things because I'm my my husband asked me what what happened in your soul genesis, and I haven't listened to the video back in again. So I'm always like, I'm a blueprint, and I'm from the Mother Mary House." That's yes. what I can remember. Like, that's that's my two-hour synopsis. It comes down to these two things, right? Like, those are the two things that I always remember. I was mm-hmm. a blueprint, so I helped, you know, de- create the universe. Yep. You are a Syrian? Syrian.
1: Yeah, right? Syrian,
0: yeah. And then I remember things like there are... I We've introduced a five-dimensional Earth being now onto yeah. the Earth. That one was wild. <laughs> and what other, like... Those are our souls, like where we came from. Is that? that? Yeah. So, so Syrian is one of the soul
1: groups. Um, Blueprint is a type of soul group. Uh, the five-dimensional earth being was a surprise to me. Uh, that was completely caught off guard. Uh, I don't, I've never experienced that soul. And I don't think there are many here. They told us in the reading, there were five on earth right now. And it's a five-dimensional plane earth. And this soul is here to learn, um, to be a bridge, to invite more five dimensional souls to come in and help with the vibration, but also to teach. And so, you know, it's, it's like channeling, working with the Akash is like channeling. So we, I have a framework of which I work from just like I would as a chiropractor, right? Just as any other practitioner doing work would work from, Uh, but the framework is there so that I don't get lost in the abyss. So that we have some kind of purpose, and so um, you never
0: know what shows up in in a session. Working in the Akasha, working with soul, and so how does being an empath play into the role of what you do now? Ah, that's a good one. Uh, the empathic power allows me
1: to experience the information coming through on all levels. Okay. Um, with some caveats, because there's definitely some caveats if any information th- coming through has bad feelings or feelings that aren't appropriate. Oh, I totally uh, have locks and protections to make sure those don't come through. But the empathic, I think the most powerful thing about being an empath- being an empathic being is that you can understand and appreciate messages and give messages on a very different plane. Right. Uh, For those that are, I mean, we can talk about empaths. I think most empaths don't realize that that's just one Claire and that they probably possess most of them. Um, Well, we all possess most of them. And it's just how you filter the message through and how you boundary the message through. Right. One of the things I teach when I'm working with empaths to help themselves is to teach them not to be a feeling empath. Because feelings suck. So most of the times, right? They do. Um, I, you know, how many times I've been working with a dog and they send me the feeling of wanting to throw up or something. I'm like, that's not cool. Uh, what, I, what I teach people to do and what I think that all empaths should learn to do um, is to activate the other players to activate the other senses that are extrasensory and to say to them, hey, it's really cool that I need to know that something's making you sick. Um, and I'd like you to change that feeling into a word or a sound. Like I'd rather hear someone's throwing up in my brain than than to
0: literally feel it.
1: Feel it or or, or worse yet, taste it because I've definitely tasted it. <laughs> uh, actually, a couple a couple weeks ago, I went and saw a horse that I hadn't seen for six months because it was winter and he was doing well. And last time i saw him i said to her i don't know why i'm smelling pus you need to really look into it and he's an old dude right and and i said there's something about his face and it's about pus she couldn't smell it i'm like there's something going on it took them four months to find it he had a massive infection inside his sinuses all the way back and she's like i don't know how you smelled the pus then i'm like because i'm an empathic intuitive soul um you're welcome (laughs) But she said it took them four months because the vet didn't believe her. But she kept going forward with it, knowing that, you know, her experience with me was real. And she knew and trusted the fact that, like, this poor old dude had an infected tooth in his mouth. And that was why he was so off. Um. And anyways, we did some work on him last week. I did some cool vibrational stuff on him. And his sinuses are completely clear now. So so empaths it's a gift but it's so important that you learn how to use it so that you're safe right and 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 right now we're being called out right we're being called forward all of us with all these gifts and to be able to answer the call you need to master your gift before it becomes a detriment to you i know what it's like to like go through spiritual burnout that's
0: why that's why i want to help because like god That was the worst thing I could ever go through. Well, it sounds like when you lose complete access to one of the most prominent limbs of your body. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so I want to bring this back because I think it's really significant what you just said. And because you are such a light body now, like the process that you got to be able to even say the words, Angela, that you just did a light like at something worked with some yeah. light frequency on the yeah. horse and heal yeah. the horse. I'm like, that is significant, right? So, in what mm-hmm. way would you then define the the vibrational shift that you had to go through to get to a place where you could be working at light frequency? Oh, how do like
1: it's a spiral. It's a spiral. Like the the journey continues, and it's constantly next step, next phase. One of my coaches calls it next level, next devil. Which <laughs> is, I think that's funny, but it really is like the our our journey as light beings and, and growing into this space is simply to continue being curious and to be continue allowing yourselves to grow. And it's not about healing in a negative sense. It's about growing, expanding, being willing and, 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 to look at your darkness and know that you're like the darkness in you is certainly powerful. It's that, that we have to accept that about ourselves. Like that's why we chose that stuff is to be that i um, And how empowering it is. And to allow your, your vibration is never going to just constantly go up. It still goes down. <laughs> Life still happens. We're still human. Like, you know, I still have money issues. Sometimes I still, I still hurt myself. And like, god that was not the only really bad body experience I've been through I've been through tons I broke both collarbones trying to not get run over by a horse a year and a half ago and that brought on a next spiritual ascension and one of the things that I as a healer and a healer of body particularly had to accept about myself is that my body is a messenger and so when it gets hurt and broken. I know there's a spiritual up level right around the corner, and so my job is to surrender to that up level and take the time out to heal my body because my body's like, you need to, to step back for a minute. And it it's it's one of those patterns that just keeps biting me in the me in the butt, right? So the vibration and the shift is it's just about constantly, what are you becoming next?
0: I would never know that you broke your collarbones a year and a totally. half. Totally. Totally. Like, means, yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> These are just random things that I get to yeah. find out during podcast interviews. And I'm always like, oh, what? Oh, <laughs> my God. And it was a story. It was a story. I was
1: uh, fixing a blanket on a horse in a paddock. And his little friend came, not little, big, like real big friend, I'm running around the corner because the other, there were three of them. One of them was chasing and we were so close to the fence line. It was only two feet between the fence line and the other, and the horse I was fixing the blanket on when the other came guy came running, he didn't see me. I come up to the horse's like shoulder, right? No one saw me. And the horse that was coming at me, you could see it in his eyes. He was like, Oh God, because he does not want to run me over on his friend. And all I could do was throw my arms up and impact with the chest or I was getting run over. And luckily that impact was enough to give him the time to, to turn. Mm-hmm. He literally raised up and turned his body. Um, but yeah, it fractured my collarbones and sent me on a spiritual journey because, uh, okay, this is gonna be really weird, guys. Ready to go for really weird? It shifted me into another timeline. And I witnessed the timeline four months later of which what had happened if I hadn't put my hands up. And it was not life. Let's put it that way. I was not alive. And because my hands went up, the wisdom of the body, it was definitely not my unconscious mind or my conscious mind to throw my hands up. It was the wisdom of my body from all of the work that I'd done to throw my hands up and
0: save me. And so, so what? Broken collarbones. Oh, well. <laughs> It's so weird that you say this mm-hmm. because I literally was sitting on my couch the other day and got told that I had changed timelines. What do you think we did in your soul genesis? Dude, you're
1: welcome. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> <laughs> i am i am a hoot to work with i'm holding back i shouldn't hold back, Damn. back. back. <laughs> hey um that's the wonderful thing when we work with our soul we shift timelines this is beyond quantumness this is you know th- th- there is no word for what we do there, or i say we we when i say we guys that's not that's not me and a partner i work alone but I work with my higher self, my soul. That's the we that I work with. There's three of us working together. And and that's what we're working on. Like, I love helping people in this life, in this plane. But it's going to change on levels that you're not even aware of. You fucking
0: of. knew I was changing timelines and you didn't tell me? Fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had a person call me the other day. It was an intro call this is it, right? Intro, 20 minutes of me and her chatting and see if we're the right match. She asked for a profound experience. I said, it's on girl. (laughs) She left with a profound experience. It's that easy. People think that it has to be like a lifelong, long-term commitment, but there's magic in moments and they're usually in the mess.
0: Okay, but can life. I ask if you knew the Because t- I'm going to tell you, and then you can, you conf- like, look at me. I'm like, again, this was, like, I love this. I like, so, like, I was on a timeline to be somebody who was very much associated to the financial, like, realm, right? So, like, a high, charging high-cost programming, things like that. And all of a sudden, Angela, everything that represented that version of me disappeared. And I believe in, like, I had a, a six figure coach for two years who I fucking love. And Mm -hmm. I would do it all over again. And I really knew that I was on the track to do that. That was who I was going to be. Until a few months, like until all of a sudden, uh, I don't want to be her anymore. I don't, I, I mean, I love her, that version of me. And I want to impact more people. I'm here to, to bring the message of shockers into the hearts and homes of everybody across the entire globe. And they keep showing me visions of me in this priestess mantle going into all this fucking shit. And they're like, you need to get your, your costs to come down and you have to impact more people. Your costs has come down and you have to impact more people. And I felt like I was in one timeline and it was beautiful. And that version of me is amazing. And now I'm in a completely different version. Is that what you saw?
1: No or yes. I never get that much detail. See, I am the channel. I am a messenger. I'm not the one that knows all the stuff.
0: You just got, she's going to change timelines.
1: I knew you were changing timelines based on what was happening. Cause it was so deep and so amazing. I knew you were changing timelines. I didn't know how it was going to play out, but your soul's involved. So of course it's going to work out and it's going to be It's going to be that old timeline doesn't not exist anymore. It's about you probably more than anything merged timelines and said, like, what if both of them are true? Right. What if you get to be that person, but it's on the same point of this
0: impacting millions? Right. So the financial goals haven't changed. (laughs) No, they're they're still and they're the same, but the, the means to reach the goals have changed.
1: Right. And here's the thing. And, I, and believe me, I flow the exact same way. Uh, it's not about how many people we impact. It's about how many people they impact. Mm-hmm. And that ripple, it's an amplification. And your soul probably would needed to tell you, like, it's really cool if you can do that much um, impact one-on-one. But there's also, what about all the other people that, you know, that need to start where they are? Our job is to to give them that opportunity, and to let them move forward from there. And I don't know. It's there's two different planes to play on when we look at business and how business comes into, you know, creating impact. Um, and I played both ends of the field too, mm-hmm. right? And it's interesting journey, eh? There's a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, there's a lot of ways that people say, you know, high ticket, right? High ticket, eliteness. <laughs> And I'll tell you, when I'm burnt out and when I'm tired, the high-ticket eliteness, um, but also impacting all those others, all the others, is amazing as well. So I don't know. Sometimes I just stop questioning.
0: It's true. It's true. Right. Well, it what we were talking about before we got on our interview today was just like, oh, my God, Spirit's saying this and this and this and this and this, and this is going to happen and oh, my God, and all the downloads and all the frequencies and and all this cosmic mm-hmm. stuff. And so it just, you make me laugh. I love you. And I know there's so many and It's like, what else didn't you tell me? <laughs> oh my gosh. I could talk all day. <laughs> and it's not even, I'm telling see, that's the other thing. We're
1: not talking, we're communicating. Cause there's so much that, you know, that I'm like, Ooh, what? <laughs> you know, I love that, that ability of, um, and I'm going to call it out women women to be like that work in these fields uh, you know whether they're professional healers whether they're you know leaders on the you know the human world the 3d front whatever they are whether they're spiritual leaders whether they're soul connected whether they're 3d or 5d or whatever 4d or 18 million d you know vibrational beings the fact is the women's got it where it's at they know what community is. They know what's what it means to work together and to not try and own all the magic because it's not just yours. I mean, you get to use it your way. We get to, I get to use it my way. Uh, that's my favorite thing is watching and experiencing and helping other highly powerful
0: beings bring their magic to this world. And what a nice segue. If people want to know how you bring it <laughs> that to life in them where would they go angela Oh my! learn about where would they go well they could go to my website because if you guys watch the other one i got it
1: it's already done is it redone now it's <laughs> not so tragic anymore it's actually That's... pretty cool
0: you'll love okay. it i'm gonna go look at it after you okay. should go look at it uh soulfiresisters.ca
1: easy peasy soulfire sisters but like you can find me on any social media channel look up angela martin king you can find me there or like just go on Avalon's Friends list and just look for my name. I'm right there. Um, I'm pretty easy. You
0: can find me anyway. Just find me. Cosmically, um, you guys are already connecting and you just haven't, you know, reached we, out we yet.
1: Are. Yeah. You know what? One of the things that I love to do with my um, Akasha connections and my ability to work on the higher planes is literally to send out like energy blips. Let's say, hey. Can you please send me the people that need me and that really need, want to do this work and are willing to do what I'm going to ask you to do? Because believe me, I love you, but I'm going to push you. I'm going to knock you into the next level in a loving, compassionate, fun, exciting way. Because yes. it can be all of that, can it?
0: Yes, it can, it can be, be all, of, all that. of
1: that. It can be so much all of that. But yeah, I would love, like, here's the thing, Avalon, your community already pre-qualifies to be like one of my peeps. That's it if you're hanging out with her,
0: then yeah, we can have some fun convos together absolutely. and work on some fun stuff. So absolutely, yeah. um, See? And what does being a rebel unicorn mean to you?
1: Oh my goodness. That is a great question. What does rebel? You know what? I always say I buck, I buck the trends. <laughs> I have learned how to bend the rules so I can get what I want, but also so that I can still stay within like, you know, not hurting other people, Um, but, but being the unicorn part is all about like being part of the magic. Unicorns are, what I love the most about unicorns is that only those that are pure of heart can see their horns.
0: And that's how I play. Now you have me curious again. I love being curious because I'm like, wait, you're an animal communicator. I believe mm-hmm. that unicorns do still roam on this earth. And they do. I knew it.
1: Yes, I had one. His name was Phoenix. One day I'll tell you the story of Phoenix.
0: Okay, that feels like... <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I leave it hanging open. <laughs> I know. It will be like, part two will we'll come, blah, 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 whenever. Story of, dun, dun, story of Phoenix. Yeah, wait for it. Called an open loop, guys. It's a hypnotic <laughs> hypnotic trait. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your magic and, yes. magic and spreading magic and being the light that you are. I adore you. Thank you. Thank you
1: for bringing me here and us being friends. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so much. Listen again, um, next Monday, when I go even deeper, everybody into, t- t- I'm going to talk about timelines. That's what I'm going to talk about in my solo episode for sure. All awesome. right. And we will tune in soon. Wow. That episode was mind-blowing. I hope you had as many ahas listening to it as I had recording it. I would love to see the Rebel Unicorns podcast spread far and wide across the globe, across the universe. So if you want to share it on your social media with something that you found impactful, leave a review, send it to a friend. It would be ah oh, so deeply appreciated. Also, a little side note, I did recently change my name. I downloaded a year and a half ago that my name was Avalon Starlight. It was previously my birth name was Tamara Arnold. And if you're interested in learning what your Rebel Unicorn house is, oh yeah, there's a quiz for that. Think Harry Potter, except you're sorted into how you are impacting the world with your stardust and what energy you're here to shift and change. You can find out your Rebel Unicorn house at www. Tamaraarnold.ca slash quiz. Let me know, tag me in social media, send the quiz out and join the Rebel Unicorns Facebook group to be in a community of like-minded spiritual entrepreneurs who understand that when you shift your energy, you transform your business.